Lined into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. And welcome inside episode 64 of Breaking Bats, presented by Not For Long Media. My name is Justin Ayers. Really fun episode for you guys this week. I'm joined by two-time recurring guest, friend of the pod, Eric Arditi. He is the Orioles blogger for Barstool Sports, uh, and the Orioles have taken over the baseball world this week with the dong bong, all the fun, crazy antics, all the winning, all the runs. It's they, They've been the talk of the town, and I wanted to have Eric on and talk all about it. So without further ado, here is a fantastic Orioles conversation with my pal, Eric Arditi. Enjoy. All right, I am now joined by a very special two-time recurring guest, friend of the podcast. It is Barstool RDT, Eric Arditi, covers the Orioles and baseball for Barstool Sports. Uh, one of my good, very long time, uh, very lucky to have him back on the pod. Eric, how are you, sir? We're good. We're good. Um, still, I'm a, little, I'm a little tired still. I was telling you before we went on, I went to the game last night and hung out there and watched all the fireworks late night, got up early, and again, we're just back on the grind. Got the baseball game on already, and I'm ready for another full night of baseball. But uh, we'll, we'll power through. We'll power through. Well, absolutely. Hardest working man covering the O's right here, Eric Arditi. Uh, wow. I wanted to have you on, one part because I, I wanted to catch up again, but also, like, I just feel like this has been a great week for Orioles baseball. It's kind of been one of those, like, turning point weeks, I feel like, in the fan base, even though they're not, like, weekend games or against a team that anybody cares about. I'm sorry, Oakland. But uh, it's just – if there's been so much buzz and excitement around this team lately, and I wanted to talk all about it with you because um, – I think maybe Jared Carabas tweeted out like most fun team in baseball. Like people are starting to take notice of the plucky little underdog Orioles here. Um, but I, w- I did want to start with the sensation that's sweeping the nation. And for our people watching on YouTube, you can see it's, it's Eric's display name. It is the dong bong, uh, the Homer hose, whatever you want to call it, whatever the PC way is to describe it um, came into existence. I don't know if you want to call it that on Monday. It's been insane to, to see this thing take off. Uh, what did you think about it? And how is it like, and how long do you think it's going to be until somebody ruins it? I, I, I think it's here to stay. I think, I think as long as you keep it respectful and, and, and I don't know. I, th- I think it, I think I really do think it's here to stay. I think it's fine. Again, they did it last night. So again, if they would have had problem with it on Monday night, then it wouldn't have been there Tuesday night. Um, so again, I, I think we're in the clear now, as long as they're not calling it the dong bong, which again, I don't, I get why they can't say that. I understand. I've talked to them, the players, and I've let them know, listen, say whatever you want. I'm calling it the dong bong. But I will say, I will respect the Orioles' wishes. If they keep winning, I will call it whatever the hell they want. I'll call it anything, you know, keep winning, keep winning. Again, winning cures all. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm watching the game on Monday night, and I see Mountcastle hit the bomb. And I'm like, oh, nice. And, and you know, I'm tweeting about it, and I'm going nuts, but I'm eating dinner. And then I look over. And I see on the TV, you know, that the hose come out in the funnel. And I'm like, wait, what the heck is this? And I like grab my phone. I run over. I'm taking a picture of the TV. And I'm like, I got to get this up. I got I got to be the first to get it up. Like, you know, I got to let's go. Let's go. And it, I blogged it immediately and it went up. And then, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And, and again, to see, I mean, McAfee was talking about it today. They talked about it on part of my take. Again, Jared was talking about it. I asked Dallas about it. He's up in the booth calling games for the A's. Um, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's sweeping the nation. Everybody wants a piece of the dong bong. 
no one will ever forget where they were the first time they saw the dong bong. Um, and I, you know, I fully expect kids to be, you know, bong in water. That that's the thing. We're gonna keep it respectful. We're gonna it's water hydrating again. Adley said we like to hydrate. Um, so you know, they're just gonna be hydrating and 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 again, it. I'm screaming it last night at the Centerfield Bar. If you dong it, we bong it. Melanie said, um, "What did she say?" Um, they slug it and chug it or something. Plug it and chug it. I've seen rope it and rip it. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, this can be fun again. But if they keep, as long as they keep it like respectful, I don't know how respectful you know funneling water can be. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, and, and Hyde had a great quote today where he's like, "Listen, I love it. It shows our guys' personality. They came up with it. They're having fun. They're loose." And again, he's like, "This shows this that these guys you know, really have a lot of fun, and they and you know they like as there's a three run home from the center field. Dean Kramer stinks." Um, and you know, he's just like, this is fun. And again, it, it's, they're young guys, um, just having fun. So I love it. Um, I hope it's around forever. I'm, I'm open for a lot of, uh, dong bongs tonight. So they're going to need some to get back in this game already. That yeah. Live, live reaction folks. Damn. I didn't realize they're <laughs> down already. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I know you, you said it exactly right where you're like, you'll, you'll always remember where you were the first time you saw it. I didn't see the initial one. I think I saw the Adley, which might've been the second iteration of the of the dong bong um yeah it, it was it was fantastic i stick i stuck around to watch the post game interview with austin hayes where he described it was like cole irvin and keegan aiken are like the plumbers of the team <laughs> find hilarious mm -hmm. um but you're right though because it's like this team has so many like personalities they're all characters i feel like and it's cool that they're they're having these like antics and like like brandon hyde is having an environment that's conducive to this i also didn't realize there was like a whole celebration guide where it's like singles, you turn the faucet, doubles, you get the sprinkler, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then yep. homers is the dong bong. That's that's fantastic. I can't get enough of it. And the pitcher said that they have their own celebration of some sort too. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like what what they they're celebrating for the pitchers. If they're I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the water fountain thing we saw. But again, they 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 said that it was um, brought on by. I guess there was a spring training talent show and they said it was like Adley and Colton and Helen and, and uh, Taryn Vavra and a couple of the other guys, they said performed a human fountain. So I can only imagine like what they actually did to, to get this um, inspiration for, for dong, the dong bong, the, the, the Homer hose, whatever you want to call it. I know we're just a few games into this season, but can you, do you already have a sense that like this year will probably be one of the most fun ones in recent memory? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as, again, I mean, I'm old enough to remember 96, which was an awesome season where, you know, they were deep in the playoffs, should have won, you know, the mid-season series, I think. Um, then again, we had the long lull. 2012 was unbelievable. That came out of nowhere. 2014, again, kind of came out of nowhere. Not Nobody thought they would win 96. That was fun. Um, last year, again, after May 24th or whatever, when Adley came up, it was a lot of fun. This is the first year in in – a long time that there are expectations and people were legitimately excited not to be like, Oh, I'm excited to see when these prospects come up. We're like, oh, like, like that they're here, you know, everyone, but DL is here, you know, Grayson came up last week. So this is the cool. I mean, this is it pretty much again, you're going to add, you're going to add Heston and Colton and DL and Westberg and Kobe Mayo eventually and guys like Jordan Hall or Jackson holiday in a couple of years, you know, two years or something, but yeah, people are legitimately excited. And again, I mean, if you, if you watch that opening series in Boston, it's like, oh, this is going to be a team that 
they're they're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to hit. That's why, I mean, you saw it in the game last night. They're never out of a game. Even this game, they're down 3 nothing before they even come up the bat. I mean, they're not out of it. Um, pitching is is the worrisome thing. But, yeah, I think the lineup, I mean, one nine most nights is like, this is a fun lineup. This is a very, like, there's no real holes in the lineup. You know, maybe McKenna's in one night or something like that, like he is tonight. But, again, I mean, these are bobs all throughout the lineup. Plus guys like Mateo, who's who's fun. You know, Adam Frazier has turned into like my favorite guy in the world now. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely excited. I think it is going to be a very fun year. Like you said, coupled with the dog bong, everyone's itching for the home run chain back, and you know, the win on opening day. So people were definitely. I mean, it's it's. I, I get why they're excited, and like you said, Jared's taking notice, and a lot. You know, again, they talked about McAfee. Hard my take. So this isn't just a local story now. It's like the Orioles are. They're, they remind me of like the 2015 Cubs where it's like next year is going to be their year. And then that 2015 Cubs ended up losing to the Murphy and the Mets in the NLCS when Murphy hit like 16 home runs in that series, you know, the five game series or whatever it was. Um, but it's like next year is their year. But again, like they could surprise some people. I, I definitely see making the playoffs this year. Um, so yeah, I'm, long story short, long winded answer, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited and, and I think people are people are pumped about them, and and you can just tell that these guys literally like they legitimately like each other, like, and they're all very good friends. And I think you can tell by the way they act on the field, and I think that helps again with you know with their play. So couldn't have said it better myself. It, it, I think Adley Adley has to be the glue guy because you're right; he holds that pitching staff together, and I feel like he holds a clubhouse and a locker room together. Every time I have somebody mm-hmm. that's like played for the Orioles or like has played for the Orioles, I always ask him about Adley. Uh, we had Cody Sedlock on. He was telling stories about like he was only up for a game, but him and Adley were like he, you know, he loved the hugs. He loved the he loved everything. So um, mm-hmm. I did want to talk a little bit broadly first, and we can kind of dive in, like go around the horn on some on some guys here. But um, you, you you mentioned it because it is kind of feeling like all right, we're creeping towards getting back to a playoff spot here, and there are still some like questions and and you know weaknesses still be had on this team. Um, what what would you say is their biggest weakness? And then we can talk a little bit about you know, hopefully some extensions being doled out. But first, what, what do you think is the biggest weakness of this team right now? I think right now it's the pitching. And and I don't know if you want to say it's the rotation or the bullpen. I think it's a little of both because, again, I mean, the, that was a concern kind of this season, um, the pitching. And, and again, when they didn't go out, I mean, they, got, they, or they signed Kyle Gibson, who has been very good this year. Like, his, his opening day start doesn't look great because some inherited runners scored. Um but again, like his last two starts, he's a better Jordan Lyles, where he's going to go into the sixth, maybe the seventh. Um, but he's going to give you quality starts most of the time. Um, so I've liked what I've seen out of Gibson. Um, Cole Irvin has been, again, the guy they traded for. He's been kind of a disappointment. I thought he would be better. Again, we're only two or three starts in, so 33 more starts for him to, you know, make it up. Um, but, yeah, again, I mean, and, you know, Grayson, we, we've seen him, again, two – Two games where he's amped up. One, he's playing, you know, making his debut versus Jacob DeGrom in, in you know, three um, three hours from where he grew up. So he was a little nervous. It's, you know, it's fine. And then same thing last night in front of, you know, 45, 50 friends were there. Um, and then, you know, his home debut. So he was a little shaky there. I think he'll even out. But the pitching has to be better. Again, we're seeing we're, – we haven't stood from Gene Kramer um, this year. So he's been okay. The, the game tonight, again, did not start off great. Um the bullpen, then again, you got guys like Austin Both, who's given up a home run, I think, in every outing he's pitched in this year for. Um, last night was not good for him, and and he looked bad in spring training too. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, he's very close to, I think, maybe a DFA once 
Kyle Bradish comes back, who Bradish got hurt, and that obviously opened up the door for Grayson, and you know, it moved from there. But once Dylan Tate comes back and Michael Givens, um, I think the bullpen will be better because again, when two guys in the bullpen get hurt, you have to move everyone around. No one's comfortable in their spot except for a guy like Felix and Perez. But you know, once they're back and there's a little more uh, structure in the bullpen, I I hope that it have you know, a good effect on everybody around them and, and, and the pitching will kind of start to come into form a little bit. And, you know, again, I don't know what happens when, when, when Bradish comes back in a couple, in a couple days, but I don't know if Tyler Wells goes to the bullpen. We've seen him look great out of the bullpen in that relief appearance, that surprise relief appearance. And then he looked okay, you know, in, in the, the um, game versus the, uh, the Yankees. So I don't know, it'll be interesting, but people, people, you know, they wanted more out of the Orioles pitching, um, in the in free agency and stuff like that and we'll kind of just have to you know see if they make any moves and and see what happens when the uh the hurt guys get back so isn't john mean supposed to come back at like the all-star break or something too i feel like people have forgotten about him yeah yeah he's definitely kind of a forgotten guy again he's been out for i mean you know it's based i think it's right around a year ago that he um that he got hurt originally but yeah i think he's on track back by july you know maybe I, I don't I don't know I don't I can't put a time frame on it. Um, I would say July. I don't I don't think any sooner. Um, but I mean, it, it's going to be kind of silly if we expect him to. Oh, he's going to be twenty, you know, twenty twenty one or you know, uh, John Means when he when he gets back because that's just not going to be the case. It's going to take him some time to, you know, get back into form. And again, I mean that that by then hopefully DL will be up and you legitimately have eight starting pitchers. I mean, you know, you're going to have Gibson. And Irvin and Grace, DL, Means, Bradish, Kramer, Wells, and it's like that's nine guys right there who could be legit starters. So I, I don't know what they're what they're gonna do. Um, it, it'll be interesting, but again, it's a kind of a good problem to have. Like, too, I'd rather have too many pitchers than not enough. So yeah, I I hope we get to see Means this year. That would be cool. He's definitely like that's what kind of sucks because when he went down last year, I was like, oh, who cares? We're not gonna make the playoffs. It's not gonna be. This isn't gonna be a good year. And then they went on this run, and it's like. Man, if we imagine if they had John Means, like they, you know, they they probably, they, you know, they could have made the playoffs, but kind of just just forgot about them. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh that we can get you know a little glimpse of of what we saw with the no hitter and just how damn good he was, you know, a couple years ago. I also feel like another theme with this team is that like they have depth, but it's also like it's hard because they're running into this problem where they have so many guys that they like it's too many guys for like not enough spots. Um, mm-hmm. like I know they just sent Kyle Stowers back down to AAA and that like, you know, it hurt a little bit cause I really wanted to see him play and get consistent at bats, but it's like, I don't know. You, you see Ryan McKenna out there foaming in the outfield and, and, you know, he's kind of a light hitting speedster type. And it's like, I, I see fourth outfielder as a spot where maybe they could add or, or call somebody up, but it's like, also you have these guys in the high, the, the you know, upper levels of the minors, like a Cowser and a Heston Kerstad and, and all these guys, it's like, how how do you think they're or they have to trade some of these guys away? I, I just feel like they have so many guys right now. Yeah, and and again, that it's it's a good problem to have. Again, a, a packed farm system. You, you you, I think Fight Club they said it best. Like you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Like you're gonna have to trade some of these guys, and it's gonna suck because again, like we've watched some of these. Like I've always said for some reason, I, I don't know why him, but I've always said I don't think Jordan Westberg puts on an Orioles uniform. Like I don't think we see him play as an Oriole at Camden Yards. I just think he's one of these guys who's going to be packaged and sent somewhere because again, Michael Elias is his kind of claim to fame is always with the Astros was trading away prospects for established starters. He did it with Cole. He did it with Grinky, did it with Verlander. So again, it's, it's, it's going to suck because people are going to be mad, but it's also like, 
you see with the guy they traded, um, what was his name? Um, for Cole Irvin, the shortstop. Um, Dario, I forget oh. his his name, but he, he was like he was like a top thirty prospect for the Orioles, but he was like at their top six shortstop. And it's just like, could he be major? Yes, but he's never gonna jump over Joey Ortiz and Westberg and Connor Norrie and and Jackson Holiday and Gunner and these guys. Again, it's just like you just named five guys right off the bat who could start pretty much on any you know major league baseball team. So it's a good problem to have because again, a few years ago. There was no depth anywhere within the minor leagues. So and now you have a, a Kowser and, you know, a Kerstad and these guys knocking on the door. Stowers, again, you know, we've seen them come up. Um, it's going to be tough. So they're going to have tough roster decisions to make. But, again, this is where you can package a Stowers and a, and a Westberg and, and, I don't know, Connor Norby or someone like that for Shane Bieber. I, I'm, just, I'm just spitballing. Something like that where you're like, yeah, give me that. I'll do that heartbeat. Absolutely. So it, it's going to be interesting to see the roster and what happens. But, you know, again, they, they like I just said with the with the pitchers, I would rather have too many prospects than not enough. Because, again, you can always trade guys. And as Oriole fans and baseball fans, you know, prospects don't always work out. I mean, we were promised the Cavalry with Tillman and, and, and you know, all those guys, Adam Lowen and all them. And, they, you know, they never Mattis. They, you know, they don't work out like you think they are. So. You can trade some of these guys get and get the established talent. Absolutely. I think you go ahead and do it. I think that's that's what's gonna have to happen because again, you can't keep all these guys down in AAA forever. You just brought up so many bad memories of the mid two thousands Orioles pitching prospects that never penned out. It's like Hayden Penn, Adam mm-hmm. Lowen. Yeah, we can just we can rattle yeah. off uh, all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just pure pain and misery. Um one guy, I was looking back at like some articles about him today, and I was like, I was like, I feel like I remember the, the whole conversation around Austin Hayes is like, this guy, it's only a matter of time before we ship this guy out. And, you know, he, he was supposed to be like the first domino that would fall that we would get rid of. And I'm like, he's indispensable in this lineup now, especially in that leadoff spot. I mean, he's, he's dong bonging every single night, I feel like. Um, how crazy has it been just like seeing the transformation? Cause I've seen Austin Hayes go from, all right, you know, it's we're gonna we're gonna get this guy out of here and get you know somebody in his spot here soon too. I don't want the lineup where it doesn't have Austin Hayes in it. I, I mean, if he can stay healthy and consistent, then absolutely. But like we saw him, I mean, he had a great first half last year. He had the hand and the wrist problem, but the second half of the year, he was awful. Like he was legitimately bad. Um, so yeah, again, like I was seeing, you know, you know, maybe he's a fourth outfield guy. Maybe you bring up, you know, Kowser and and he's you know. You put him in left field, or you know, you put you put a Stowers, or again cursed out eventually, and you get rid of McKenna, or you do whatever, and then you keep Austin as a fourth outfielder. I mean, the last you know since Monday, he's just hitting the hell out of the ball, and that's why I think again with the A's going lefty, 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 Moons is not good against lefties, so you slide Austin up into the 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 leadoff spot, and he's just he's been hitting everything. So yeah, I mean, I think you ride the hot streak and. Again, I mean, you you just try and get as much out of him as you can. Um, his defense hasn't been great this year, which is weird because he was, like, really good at defense a couple of years. I mean, you know, when he came up, I think, in 2019, he was making catches, like, the last, you know, two, three weeks of the season that were, like, holy crap, this guy's incredible. Like, this is a Kevin Pillar, Kevin Kiermeyer kind of guy, like, where he's – it's just every night he's making some kind of catch up and over the wall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's always been – he's just a very streaky hitter. So I, I definitely understand when people were like, I'm ready to ship him out, done with him. Um, again, I hope that he can stay healthy and, and keep hitting. I don't think he's this good of a hitter. Like, he's not going to stay this hot forever, obviously. But 
Um, I mean, if they can, if they can, if if he can hit 275, 280, you know, with 25 home runs, drive in, I don't know, 70, 75, I think that would be great. But again, it's for him, it's just all about staying healthy and, and being consistent. So, because, yeah, like you said, he was kind of the first one of these. He was the first person from his draft class in the entire big to make it to the bigs. So again, it's like he has talent. We've seen it. It's just the problem with everybody else. Stay healthy, stay consistent. So I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Hayes fan. I hope he sticks around, you know, and, and I definitely think he's a place in the lineup and on the team. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Breaking Bats podcast, the original Fudge Kitchen. It is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in-store guaranteeing a delicious product, so stop by and let them know that Not For Long Media and Breaking Bats sent you. Check them out online at fudgekitchenswithans.com as they are shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. Now back to the episode. I forgot just how long he's been on the Orioles. He came up in 2017, and I had to make sure that wasn't a typo. I'm like, he's been here that mm-hmm. long? <laughs> like, I remember yeah. maybe it was like his last full season in the minors. Before that, he was like a 30 homer, might even have 30 steals or something. I'm like, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy to see the progression to to have him be like, if he, he has to be the longest tendered Oriole by far by now, right? I mean, there's it was probably Trey, and then now it's him. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Maybe like I'm trying to think of who else. Be good at Bart right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to look that up, but but DL I think was drafted 2017, and Grayson was 18, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that that's that's probably about right. It's probably the leader in the class there. Another another Dan Duquette special. Uh, I've recently come off of the take of my love for Dan Duquette. I'm so, I'm softening on that take. Um, there was a while there where I was just banging the drum for like anybody who was doing well on the Orioles was a Duquette guy. And I was, I was trying to workshop that, but it didn't really, it didn't really turn out well. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, fucking, that's a Dan guy right there. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I mean, Dan, Dan did a lot of good. He, you know, he did, he, he did some other things, not so good, but you know, I think that just comes with the job and the territory. Again, I mean, you know, people, he drafted Grace and he drafted DL, you know? So again, and, and, you get, like you said, Hayes, a bunch of these other guys, Mountcastle, I believe, as well. So, yeah, yeah. Mountcastle actually may be before Hayes. I don't know. I don't know when that was. But, yeah, again, it's, yeah, you know, he definitely has his, his hands and fingerprints all over the, you know, the team still. So, you got to give yeah. him some credit. <laughs> um, God, Mountcastle's been incredible. Nine RBIs last night, tied to Orioles franchise record. It's, it's been incredible. What what kind of season are we predicting for Mountie? I think you tweeted out you want to see him in the home run derby or it's all a sham. But um, I mean that's that's another guy I don't ever want to see not wear an Orioles uniform. Yeah, I mean I I love the guy. Um, he he's been fantastic. He's been he's, I mean just the hottest hit. I was talking to someone with the team today and was like, he just looks so locked in. And he said I noticed it early in spring. He's just super locked in, and it just continued. And again, it's like I feel like he's gotten off to slow starts in the past. Um, so it's good to see him again get off to the start. And I said it last night, like, I'm not surprised by his power because we know that he can just hit the hell out of the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last night, I didn't even realize he had nine RBIs until, like, I got a bunch of texts after the Grand Slam. And nine RBIs. And I was like, the team has 12. Like, what do you mean nine RBIs? And then I was like, oh, oh, like Mountcastle does. Holy crap. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's been hitting the hell out of the ball. And, I mean, he has that power where, you know, I'd like to see him in the home run derby and park some 440, 450, 60, you know. So, yeah, I, I love it. You know, he's a great guy, too. He, he, you know, he's having a lot of fun with the all-time low walk-up song. 
um, stuff like that. I know he's with Jack Baccarat from uh, All Time Low before the game tonight, so that was cool. And and uh, they they got a picture of them on the field, and so yeah, it's 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 awesome to see him performing and doing well because, like you said, we've seen the he's had you know streaks where he's broken out and then he's kind of slumped, which again is going to happen. But it's just nice to see him get this get this start and you know just keep hot and again i mean going into today he's tied for the league and the lead in home runs and rbi so you know you want to see it he absolutely launched that grand slam like a mile over that mm-hmm. like push back left field wall has that i feel like i haven't heard anybody complaining about that wall in a while is that have we just become like normalized to it being a gigantic left field I mean, Monday, people were complaining about it because they got two taken away. Austin had one taken away, and then Adley had one taken away, too, where they would have been home runs with the old one. Again, I'm fine with it. I think it works to our advantage more times than it doesn't. Um, again, you're going so to you're, you're, you're lose some home runs. You are. But, again, so are the other teams. So, again, it's like if, if we're keeping the ball in the yard and, and we're pitching, that's great. Again, I mean, if, if the Orioles weren't hitting any home runs at all, then it's like, oh, yeah, this sucks. But – Ryan Mountcastle is very strong. He does not have to worry about the wall. Like, like I'm pissed at him in the past, but it's like he's – I mean, there's been a lot of times where he's – I mean, again, the ball last night was 40 feet over the wall. Like, he's strong enough to not have a world about it. So, people are still complaining. I get it. But, again, I, it, it, you got to learn to live with it because, again, if it's going to help the team, like, it's very good. So, I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm still fine with it. I, and again, I was driving that 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 the bus last year. Like, guys, it's gonna work. It's gonna be fine. And again, I feel like it eventually came around and helped us out more than it hurts. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen it in person. I feel like if I was there and I'm like, all right, it was a wall scraper. We could have had three runs off of that. Yeah, I feel like that maybe it would change the conversation of the tone a little bit. But yeah, I I think it, like most things with time, it just becomes like an everyday. Like it's not even that big of a deal, especially when Mountie mm-hmm. can just put it 50 feet past it just at, at, on a whim. Um, it's been incredible. Do you think if fans had their way that Adam Frazier would have, would have not signed with the Orioles? Cause I feel like when he did this all season, people were like, Oh, this is the big splash, huh? This guy who only hit like two thirty in Seattle. He's our, he's our savior. I mean that, that I've never seen a fan base go one eighty on somebody as, as quickly as they have uh, on Adam Frazier. Yeah, and I, again, I like him. I think I think he's done again. The first couple of series, he was the one that was kind of like him and Adley were kind of just driving the offense. Nobody had to do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like him again. I think he's a veteran leader. Like he knows what he's doing. I think people were more upset because that was really the only offensive piece that they added. That and James McCann. So it's like, you know, they didn't add a you know they they didn't add a Trey Turner, which everybody wanted, which was never going to happen. They didn't get Correa and you know some of those other guys, but. So that's why I think they were mad. It was they weren't mad at, at Frazier. I think they were mad at the process and how it turned out. But again, like we have to remember, like we don't know what what offer the Orioles may have had offer out to Trey Turner and he'd turn it down. Like that's the, the only thing you could do is be mad at Turner. That he you know that he turned it down. I've said I said it in the past about Manny. Probably said it on this show. Like you can be the ugliest kid in school, and if you ask the hottest girl to prom and she says no, you can go. Hey, listen, I tried. Like we tried everything. She's the one that said no. So. Again, if they're offering deals to trying to think a guy like a Josh Harrison, you know, just a utility guy like that, like we offered him $10 million. He said no. He wanted to go to the Phillies or whatever. He wanted to go there. So what can you do? Again, it takes two to tango in this business. So Frazier may have been the only guy that was like, yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely. 
Um, so again, I, I get why we're mad. I don't think it was very warranted, but I, I can't tell anyone, you know, how to, how to react or whatever. But again, I think he's a good guy. Like he's a guy who, again, I think we'll, we will eventually see get phased out because when a Westberg is up, you know, when gunner starting to hit again, like, just, I mean, you know, again, you're going to need to naturally, a guy like that is going to be the first one to go and you can train, you know, at the deadline for a team who's looking for a middle infielder or a utility guy. So, I don't know. I'm not, I, I like him. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Frazier fan right now. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, maybe that is why he only signed a one-year deal here too, where it's like, Hey, he, he sees, he sees the right in on the wall. Maybe it's like oh yeah, all these young guys, like the infield, we didn't even talk about the infield, but it's, that's, a, that's another place where there's just loaded with like talent and there's prospects up the ass. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I could absolutely see your point there. Um, the lineup is something that has been talked about a little bit here lately, where it's like, trying to figure out the right combination. I personally would like to see Frazier higher than eighth, but do you see, like, have you seen the conversations around the lineup? Do you think anything dramatic should change in that regard? No, I mean, I, 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 I dig the lineup. Like I like Adley at two. He seems like the perfect two hitter. Ideally like Gunner is, is hitting like he's, you know, obviously he's not hitting right now. He's been pretty bad. Um, He's like a perfect three or you could put him at five. Like, you know, I like, the, they, they like Mount Castle at three. Um, Santander has been clean up, which again, he's been bad since he was the hottest player in the world of baseball last week. And now he's just, he's awful. So I don't know what's going on with that. But again, once they start hitting, I think the lineup will look a little better. Um, I like Austin Hayes up top against lefties, um, and Cedric up top against righties. I, last night I thought the seven, eight, nine of Gunner, Mateo and Mullins. I was like, I looked at my friend and I said, that's, that's sexual. Like that, that gets me going. Like again, against the lefty where, where. Um, Mons isn't—he's not great against them. Like, if you can put him down, I mean, it's basically another leadoff guy down there. And him and Mateo down. I was talking to my friend last night. If you have Mateo get on, Mullins get on, then you have those two for Austin Hayes. You have a pitcher having a conniption because he doesn't know a who to pay attention to on the base pass. If he leaves one up against Hayes, that's get that's going for a hit. Then say you got the bases loaded, and again, you worry about them. So, and then, oh, by the way, you have Adley Rutschman up with, with Ryan Alcastle on deck. So it's like it sets up very nicely. It works out like it should. Um, again, I, I think a lot of the lineup, tonight's probably the worst lineup that they've out because they did sit, um, they sat Mullen, they sat um, Santander, so they have Frazier and a couple of, you know, James McCann is DHing hitting fourth, so people are like, oh, the punt lineup, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's like you got to sit some of these guys, especially for injuries. Um, so I, I like the majority of the the lineups. Um, again, Ryan McKenna is the only weak spot in your lineup. I think it's it's pretty decent because again, a lot of I mean, everybody in this lineup can hit and has power. So I, I'm I'm I've been a big fan of Hyde's um, lineups the the last uh, you know two weeks, week and a half, whatever. So it does kill me every time you you tweet out the lineup. And you're like, this is a punt. It's a punt lineup. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is, like, it's, uh, but it's also like again, it's not it's not MLB the show. Like he can't play Adley 161 games. Like he's going to need to sit more than one game. It's going to happen. Same thing with Gunner. Same thing with with you know like the one day that Gunner took 107 mile an hour ground ball off his hand in Texas, and he didn't start the next day. And someone went, he hit a home run last night. You got to start him. And it's like, dude, he's 20 years old. He's took 107 mile an hour ball off his hand. Like it's okay to rest him. Like you don't have to kill these guys early in the season. Like it's like, we, we don't have to complain about the lineup every night. And I don't know. So I, I, I just think that's exhausting. Just arguing every single night about the lineup and picking apart everything. So, yeah, you know, it, it, more times than not, I'm, I'm, 
perfectly okay. Like, if Adley sits a day game after a night game, it's like, yeah, he should. Again, he's 25 years old. Like, give him give him some rest. I mean, they're pushing him a lot this year, so I'm sure we'll take these off. But, I mean, they're, they're pushing him hard. So, I don't know. You know, that's what the people want. I mean, it's because of Adley we have three catchers on the roster, right, where it's like you could slide him into DH and then have McCann. And then also just – was it Ben Boom? Just yep. still there? Uh, yeah, don't know what's again, going on with that. I, I, He's a guy that they'll keep around. So again, if they have to do a double switch and like like last night when they they, they put uh, McKenna to pinch it for McCann, you know, it's like you can. It's a bunch of that weird lineup stuff where if Adley's DHing, but you need to get another bat in there, you still have you know, you still have McCann and Ben Boom if you need a lefty off the bench and Ben Boom and and so it's it it makes sense a little bit. Um, again, I'm sure we'll see. I, I assume Ben Boom go down soon, and again, a guy like Stowers or someone else coming up, but. Again, for right now, I mean, they're going to ride it out, and it hasn't hurt them, so I'm I'm yeah. perfectly okay with it. Again, Brandon Hyde and Mike Elias have forgotten so much more baseball than I'll ever know, so like, I, who am I to question them? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I just had a couple last things for you. Uh, I did want to touch on Gunner really quickly because, you know, talking about the lineup, he's he's hit everywhere from fifth through eighth. He is struggling. He's hitting like 120 or something like that to start the year. Um, he's not getting the consistent playing time that I feel like he should have to kind of power through the slump but maybe that's going back to, you know, having so many other guys that need to get playing time around him. Um, I think Dan O'Dowd was on MLB network talking about how he, he, you know, in Colorado, he just wanted all of his young studs to, to ride them like aircraft carriers or something, I think is what he was calling it. Um, do you, do you see that, you know, how do you kind of see the, the Gunnar Henderson situation playing out with, with his deep early st- uh, season struggles here? Yeah. It's, again, he, he has not hit. He has the one home run. He, like you said, buck 26 or something like that. I know he had two, rollovers to second and one to first last night um but the thing he's doing is he's walking so that's the thing he i mean he was one he he had just walked tonight he has to have eight or nine walks already which again if it's like if you look at his his average is a buck 20 but his on base percentage is like 400 so it's like again he he's still helping the team and the the battle will come around he's too good to, to let this last again i'm not worried about him at all i think i think he i let me see i talked to someone i'm not going to name him I was talking to someone this morning, actually, and I said, Gunner's pressing hard. You could see it. Like, he's just – and he said, yeah, you know, he's – he said the, the pitchers are realizing they're giving him a lot of breaking stuff. Here's what he said. Um, blah, blah, blah. I want to read exactly what he said. Again, I'm not going to I'm not gonna say who. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to uh, – no, that was about Grayson. Why did he say it? Uh, where is it? Where is it? Come on. This is awful, awful radio. Um, oh, come on. Where is it? I don't know, but he said, you know, they're, they are, um, he said they, um, they're pitching him a lot of off speed stuff, breaking stuff, which again, is tough to adjust to like balls. He can everybody knows he's going to fastball. Um, but again, it's like, you know, he'll start, I think he'll start getting in the room. And then again, once, once he does kind of power through the slump, I think he'll be fine. Um, my buddy said the same thing to me today. You got, he's a young guy. You got to leave him in there to again, get through this. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I get it. But you also don't want to ruin a 21 year old's confidence. If he's getting, you know, if he's striking out two tw- twice a game and he's walking, but then he, you know, he's he's grounding out. Like, I think mentally you gotta like give him the day off. Again, you you don't sit him for a season, two or three games in a row. But as oh, Frazier almost laced one up the middle. Um, but again, I, I I'm fine with him battling through the slump a little bit. But again, a, a, a night off every now and then is not the worst thing in the world. Like, I'm perfectly okay with him clearing his head, give him a hard reset, and again just. Let him find his swing, go ahead and K and, you know, some off of B and, and, you know, see if he can fix whatever he needs to fix. But 
I, I, he, he's my rookie of the year pick. Um, you know, I, I put multiple wagers on it. So I'm hoping it comes through. And then Corbin Carroll parlay. I think that's looking all right for Corbin, at least right now. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with, with them letting him power through. Because again, I think one day he's going to break out. And I think it's going to be like, yep, there it is. There's from last year. I'm excited to see that. I, I we know he has it in him. So, absolutely, yeah. I just thought it was a little bit early in the season to be having the why aren't we letting this guy play enough when it's April 12th and it's like we haven't played that many games. I feel like that's a midsummer conversation where you're looking at the the games played next to him and it's a little light. I feel like, yeah, I feel like mid-April the season really hasn't gotten going yet. There's a lot of games to mm-hmm. be played. Let's maybe maybe we'll pump the break. I think the MLB Network could have just been segment hunting. But they're like, hey, Dan O'Dowd go talk about how you let Troy Tulowitzki play every single day. And he became a all-star or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm trying to think, I think he's missed. I think he's, he sat out the one game after Texas. Then I think it was the one game that they sat in the other night. So I think he's, wow. The guy just dropped the straight up fly ball. You got to score two on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, um, it's all, all right. Stuff now. Uh, but no, I think he's, only, I think he's only missed two out of, 11 games so it's like i yeah you know again one was an injury and then and then the other i think was just a night off so i'm, I'm fine with it like just you know i don't know I'm, I'm not worried at all about it though okay uh my last question to you uh and thank you so much for coming on here again tonight eric it's been it's been incredible as oh, always uh, sorry, sorry the for tam- being half paying attention i'm just i'm the guy just no. right up he pulled a, he pulled a ryan mckenna on ryan mckenna the ball was in his glove <laughs> and he dropped it oh my gosh uh tampa bay rays are a problem. They have not stopped winning. It's it's looking like a, a Tampa Bay year because Glass now isn't even back yet. And once he's there, that's the best rotation I've ever seen in my life. Um, do you foresee like is this is this win streak that the Rays are going on? Is I mean they're not going to win it 162, but it's it's going to be a big year for Tampa, I think, and that kind of worries me as an AL East guy. Yeah, I mean they're they're really good, and and again, this is what they've done the last couple of years, like every off season, where they'll be like, hey, by the way, we're going to trade this guy. Um, like probably a year before anyone thought we would, we're going to extend this guy and we're going to sign, you know, a free agent or two. Oh, by the way, we're going to be an absolute wagon. Like let the Yankees have their off season headlines. Let the Sox have their off season headlines. Like that's fine. Like, guess what? We're going to show up in front of eight, 8,000 people every night. And we're just going to win 95 to 99, maybe a hundred games. And, and you're going to forget about us. Um, again, I mean, it helps with guys, like Randy Rosario. Again, you want to talk about a guy who was hot from the WBC Rams continued that. He's been awesome. Wander is healthy now, and 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 he looks like the, the guy who we were told is the number one prospect in baseball for a reason. And they were just hitting like I I expect Randy and and Low and um and and front and Wander to hit home runs, but like I mean, they have more home runs. They have nine more home runs than they have runs given up on the air. It's in, it's incredible. Two it's been two weekends opening day tomorrow. So like that just doesn't like I can't do that in MLB the show. Like I it just you can't do it. So the fact that they're doing it now, and I know everyone's poo-pooing, like, oh, they played the Nats and the and the and the A's and the Tigers. And it's like, I don't care. They're major league baseball teams. Like, don't I think they've won every game by four or more, except for one of them. You don't win 10 games, 10 out of 11 games by four or more. Like that just it doesn't happen. And they're they're doing it, like you said, they, they can't keep this up. They're gonna hit a lull. But again, I mean, I fully expect them to be there in October. Like I, you know. I was even looking today, like I wonder what their odds are to win the AL East. Like I would love to take a flyer on them to win the AL East now, because again, they're they already have a six game lead or whatever, five game lead. It's like what the heck? Like I said, we're we're two weeks into the season, and and they have a six game lead, which is incredible in the best division of baseball. 
So again, they, they, they'll come back down to earth a little bit when they um when they're playing other competition. You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and or, you know the Orioles, hopefully. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they've been exciting to watch, and and I kind of like I, I kind of want them to go like 13, 14 in a row. Like, yeah, go, go ahead, do it. Like, I don't, you know, doesn't really bother. I don't, I don't hate the Rays like I hate the Yankees, Red Sox. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're like the annoying little brother who you're like, ah, you'll you'll never be you'll never be bigger than me or. And then they go to the World Series and they're like, oh crap! Like maybe they can be, but I don't know. They're uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely scrappy. They're a fun bunch, and again, I, they're very easy to root for. Again, I, I love Wander. So, and like you said, they don't even have Glass now back. Like Dallas actually tweeted a video of him throwing the other day in the um, in the outfield. I was like, oh my god, that's right! Like they don't even have him. Like they have Jeffrey Springs and and you know these guys who come out of nowhere and just they're 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 pitching lab. They just create these guys. And they're all of them are awesome. So yeah, they're they're they've been fun to watch so far. They're definitely the story of the year. You know, the two weeks of the season. That's interesting. You said that that like the Rays are kind of like hard to hate because they are. Like I don't know anybody that's like vehemently against Tampa. Like I don't even like like even, we're AL East people and we're still mm-hmm. like hey, it's kind of fun when you know Shane McClanahan's gonna win a Cy Young and Rasmussen and Springs yeah. don't have an ERA yet. Like that's and you know my guy Josh Lowe you know, last year dropping the ball on his face, but this year it's a big year for him. So, yeah, uh, that was, that's, that's still one of my favorite things in the world. I'll go back and watch that maybe once a week. And like, I think I tweeted out randomly like once last week and I was just like, the hey. ball just hit him in the face, like just straight up hit him in the face. Yeah. That, that was tough. But yeah, again, like, I don't know anybody hates the Rays. They're always like, Oh yeah, I forgot about the Rays. Like, yeah, you forgot about them. And they're 11 and oh, like they're, they're the best team in baseball by far right now. It's it's incredible, and you're right. It's it's just I've never seen. A, I think you're right. Most people just like kind of forget that they exist. I mean, not now because they've you know have this great opening season winning streak. But um, yeah, they'll they'll be in there in October. They'll make a deep run, and then people will go, oh, Tampa, all right, and they're in no, front of eight thousand fans at the Trop. <laughs> I forgot they won hundred and two games this year. It's like yeah, you yep. did. Like a hundred, you did. So it's incredible. Um, podcast exit fifty two. Please, please plug your stuff. I know uh, that we we retweeted the Dong Bong shirts. Uh, Eric, I'm going to give you the end here to please let the people know where they can follow you, where how they can support you, and where they can listen to you on podcasts other than this one. Yeah, thank you for the read again. Definitely appreciate it. Um, us, like everybody else, are selling Dong Bong t-shirts at Barstool. Um, we got our Grayson, uh, our Grayson's Gas t-shirt as well, which is a fun like old school gas station like vibe. Um, so those shirts are available. I will give you a kiss on your cheek in public. If I see you wearing one, that is a promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, exit 52 podcast on Twitter, Instagram, um, then at E D I T I 22 on Twitter. I think I've said it on the show again. I'm a volume tweeter. I'm like the J.R. Smith. I don't hit on all of them, but I shoot a lot. So like I, I'll, I'm, I'm tweeting up a storm again. I, you know, I work from home. So I, uh, I have the ability to, to sit on my, my phone and tweet all day. So, uh, you'll see me fill up the timeline um but again i'm just trying to make it fun for people and and give them a laugh and and provide some good content so again feel free to, to give me a follow um and yeah again hopefully uh going deep into october with this team and uh it's a lot more fun than you hit on more than you miss you're you're a top twitter follow in my eyes i think all of my likes have just become eric's tweets um <laughs> and you know like i said even though we are a josh low podcast if you do happen to tweet that clip out again i you know I'll toss you a like, but I still okay. Like I was gonna say you don't have, you don't have to like that one if you don't want to. That's fine. I'm okay if you don't like that one. I'll understand. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's been great. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, go O's, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again here soon, man. 
Absolutely. Thank you, boss. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. So